Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. A couple minutes after 4, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Bit of a toasty day. 95 the high. May get a couple of showers and spots. Thunder shower. Cool things off. Kind of. 75 the low this evening. Tomorrow, a mix of clouds and sun. More rain expected, perhaps. Uh, 88 the high. And then, look out. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Triple digits. Perhaps. 08. Last night. Interesting ball game. Happened to go and... Uh, cover the game for the radio station, Phillies and Dodgers. Joe, did you happen to... Uh, Stay uh, awake? <laughs> well, did you watch some of the game or all I of the I watched game? a lot of the game. I watched most of the game. So you saw in the beginning yes. when the Phillies jumped out to a big 6-1 to lead. Looked good. Bryce Harper, a monster three-run homer. Looked good. Then slowly but surely, the Dodgers chipped away and the game got close. It was 6-5. to yeah. And then the rain came. Now, I will tell you at the ballpark what happened. Because it looked heavy, and I don't know, a lot of fans left. Phils are up 6-5. It's the top of the ninth. Yeah. There's three more outs, and everyone could have just gone home. Right. So the ground screw does a great job, gets the tarp out. Turns out the rain delays only 22 minutes officially. Yes, yes. But by that time, a lot of folks were gone. So top of the ninth, the Dodgers come up. They wound up getting a pinch hit three-run homer from one of their players. Put the Dodgers ahead eight to six. And that's when Joey turned off everything and went to bed. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're the only one. Yeah, from what I hear. I think there are a lot of people who are like, I can't believe yes. what just happened. I can, but I can't, but I can. But Over I- the cereal, the cornflakes this morning when I read about it, I said, no. Yeah. No. Well, so what happened after that? In the uh, the bottom of the ninth, yeah. Phillies were again ahead six to one early, looking good. Then managed to all these things unfold and unravel. It's now eight six, bottom of the ninth. They're three outs away from a terrible defeat. They've had their share of them this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. First batter uh, for the Phillies actually makes an out. Adam Hazley, he plays uh, outfield. Yep. He rocketed the ball off Kenley Jansen, the relief pitcher for the Dodgers. Like it hit him so hard, it went. It hit him in the like the shin or the ankle, and caromed like a ninety degree angle right to first base. <laughs> oh, so for for all that, nothing happens, and and the you know our first guy's out. Uh, then Andrew Knapp comes up, he's pinch hitting, and uh, gets a double to the gap, and yeah. then Cesar Hernandez rockets a ball through the gap on the right side, the singles through, makes it first and third, and then Scott Kingery, who all night. Was crushing the ball yes. everywhere. Yes, he's looking good. He he did. He hit a homer in the first inning. Yeah, he he drove the ball to the wall in the in the middle of the game too, and all that. Anyway, he hits this mile high pop up to shallow left field. So of all the all the balls he hit last night, that was his worst. Yeah, yeah. And don't you know, pink hits the ground. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Now the Phillies have a runner on first and third and. Bryce Harper steps up. The $330 million man. He'll never be known in any other way, will he? <laughs> Rockets a, a, a double to center field. Hits it so hard it caroms off the center fielder's knees. <laughs> so it, really? pew, it just it went all over. 
And you can see he was so excited because then that allowed the Phillies to score two more runs, win nine to eight. So after the game, had a chance to catch up with him. And uh, Bryce is talking about, so when you come up, you got this uh, key situation. How do you feel about these big moments? That's what it's all about. Um, you know, it's baseball. You know, I think going in there, Jansen, one of the best closers in all of baseball. You know, it's always fun. You know, Dodgers, Dodgers fields, you know, things like that. Um, you know, big series and you know, just going up there facing one of the best in baseball. It's uh, it's always a blast. Bryce Harper at the ballpark last night. And, Joe, you kindly mentioned his $330 million contract. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'd be funny if we were introduced that way. Yeah, yeah I, it's, it's, I know. It's not nice. It's not nice. <laughs> it's the Joe Harnett. I'm the X thousand dollar man. <laughs> right. I, I mean, friends of mine and, and, I, and I say that, you know, no one walks around booing me during the day when I make mistakes <laughs> or cheering when I record a commercial well. Yeah. Right. Maybe yeah. we could try. We could start that. We could start booing me. It's just a horrible life, but they get paid to do it. They do get paid and he embraces the game. And I think Philly will... Will continue to warm up to him because he he does play very hard. He does, and he, he has hustles. good hair that flies all over. the He's place. got great hair. Right, it's going to borrow some. nothing that you and I would know anything about. <laughs> but he did talk about uh, you know so in in his short career thus far as a Philly, how last night's uh, game ending uh, uh, hit ranked as a Philly. It's pretty good. Like I said, you know, we come in every single day looking to win games and looking to play the game the right way. Um, you live for those moments and, you know, going up there and you know, being down a couple of runs and having a situation that, uh, you know, you can get the ball in the outfield or something and get that run in. It all starts right there with Hayes. You know, he had a great first at bat. Uh, just didn't roll his way, I guess you could say. And then, you know, it all trickled down from there. So that's, uh, again, Bryce Harper last night was chatting with him after the game with some of the media. He mentioned Hayes. Again, Hayes, the guy who rocketed the ball, Adam Hazley actually got out but what happened in the process he hit the ball so hard hurt the Dodgers pitcher Kenley Jansen and talked to him after the game as well oh. he finally came out after like an hour he had his leg in there ankle and ice and ice. stuff talked to half a dozen reporters and admitted I probably should have just come out of the game he, he said you know as a competitor you want to yeah. stay in right they he was like he admitted yeah I, I'm sore but let's keep going you know right. they were checking him out he's like let's keep going he wound up giving up four hits in a row after that that happened, and then the Phils wind up with that that big win. So he says, "Next time I've learned my lesson, I'm just going to you know say I'm coming out." Well, when you talk to your buddies down there at the Phillies, you know, you, you know, Mister Fun, whoever those guys are, yes, ask him if uh, if last night is the real team, <laughs> or or a couple nights ago when they <laughs> lost sixteen to two. I know, I know, it's kind of maddening, but technically right now they're in the playoffs. They would be in the playoffs if the season ended today. They're the second wild card. There are a bunch of teams right behind them, but, yeah. you know, you'd like to be doing better, but you still have time to move forward. There's still a good chunk of the season left. Yeah. On a, a one last note about sure. this uh, time at the ballpark last night, had a chance to uh, catch up with uh, Andrew Knapp, who started that ninth inning rally. He hit mm-hmm. a double uh, to get things going and talked to him a little bit. I had not met him before directly mm-hmm. i'd been around him but i hadn't talked to him directly mentioned our radio station and he said he'd be glad to come on uh and and talk about you know his background yeah. his faith the, the craft that he does yeah. and so that'll be kind of cool if if you uh i used to be in into baseball a lot i used to own baseball teams you know that fantasy stuff oh sure andrew knapp had a season where he hit well over 350 Is well it? in the minors okay in the minors. yeah yeah well it i mean that's another, that's another topic but i can tell mm-hmm. you just watching Someone go from, say, a teenager to 20 years old, like Clayton Kershaw of the Dodgers, who is one of the, you know, he's one of the best pitchers yes. in baseball for many and years. history. And he's a solid believer, too. I'm hoping to talk to him tonight. Yeah, right. And maybe yeah. get him. You know, Tell on, him you know me. 
and uh, it should be fine. And and he'll keep he'll he'll come on the show oh, because yes, of that. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Oh, you know, Joe, I'm in. <laughs> sure, no problem. Stop the game. Let me talk to. T- so, anyhow, where was I? Uh, Clayton Kershaw. So, um, no, I can't remember what I was going to say. Uh, See, Andrew the- Knapp. You yeah, were on Andrew oh, Knapp. How Kershaw made the majors at age 20. I didn't know that. And he was the youngest baseball, he was the youngest player in Major League Baseball for a whole year. He was like, and he he did amazing almost from the get-go. But the point being, what happens when you're, you know, there are a lot of good ball players when they're teenagers. Yeah. And in five years, within a few years' time, a lot of them have stopped. They got a job. They decide to do something else. Right. They get distracted with something, whatever it might yes. be. Get discouraged. Illness, disease. Uh Getting hurt. Uh, yeah, right. But but then then you have the people who wind up, you know, a few just a few years later, they're in the major league. So I find that path interesting, and I have a lot of respect. I guess the last thing I'll say about this is I have a lot of respect uh, for a professional athlete, no matter what it is. I, I don't think people have any clue, and I don't say that in a bad way, myself included, really, what, what skill level you're talking about. You're yelling, you're talking about booing, right? Yes. Yeah, he's a bum, he stinks. Right. Guy's hitting 200 or, you know, whatever. Just to be able to get the bat on the ball at that level, yes. most of us would be like, what just yeah. happened? The ball, the ball just zwinged by. So uh, yeah. anyhow, it, it, so for someone to do well in the minors, if that's all they ever did, that's still more than, more than 99% I did. of the majors. Ever. Yeah. yeah. So in any case, uh, we're chatting today. It's Tim DeMoss' show. We're looking forward, Joe, to a couple of special guests in studio, a new friend. Her name is Lindsay. She'll okay. be joining us for a little while today oh. as we kind of do the local thing. She's from the Lancaster area and uh, goes to college at Messiah. And, oh. uh, yeah, so we're going to talk a few things. She's been doing some mission work and some other stuff. So we'll be chatting with her. Also looking forward to, not local, Chef Mark Murphy. You may know him from the uh, show Chopped. Oh. He is uh, an, a world-famous restaurateur uh-huh. and chef. And he's a cool guy, and he has a podcast that we're going to talk about too for a few minutes. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, you like eating, right? I, uh, I can. Yeah, yeah you can't yeah. deny it. <laughs> no, let's put no. it that way. So we'll uh, have our new friend Lindsay joining us in a moment. We also have again Chef Mark Murphy of the Food Network and uh, the show Chopped, and he owns restaurants and other things too. Coming up this hour, it's Tim Demar's show. If we have a chance, we'll shoehorn in a giveaway or two as well. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com is what you're listening to. Back with more in a moment. WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's Tim DeMoss Show rolling along. Want to make sure we get a giveaway in this hour. Let's go the text route. If you want to uh, win a gift card to Duncan or to Rita's or to Wawa, $5.60. Just a quick little thing to say hello and thank you for listening. Text me, 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. All I need from you is first and last name and your preference. And we will give away a couple of those, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. So text uh, 610-500-3683. Please not while you're driving, though. And again, your first and last name, if you can, where you're from is nice to know and uh, what your preference would be, and we'll make several winners. Part of what we do with this program is uh, want to paint a picture under the verse of John 3.16 in the Bible, maybe the most well-known verse, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, 
that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so if you're listening, if you're breathing, you're walking this planet, you have the opportunity to accept Jesus into your life and make him your Lord and walk with him and let him uh, guide you and teach you and uh, all that. So we're glad to be here. A lot of folks who listen to the radio station already believe that. Not everybody does. As you tune in, uh, radio is a private medium. So we invite you to listen in the comfort of your home or your car or your whatever, your earbuds, and just listen in. And hopefully the ministries you hear on the station will encourage you, answer some questions. You're always welcome, by the way, to contact the radio station. There's lots of ways to do that. I'll give you our, you know, my email simply Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. If you ever want to send a quick note about whatever, you're welcome to do so. Again, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com. We also like to do uh, folks, you know, national stature, regional, uh, local, uh, and all sorts of backgrounds and sports and music and authors and artists and that kind of thing. Uh, so today we are welcoming aboard a friend of a friend, actually a friend of my boss who works at the radio station, our, 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 G- our general manager, Lorenzo, and you, Lindsay, are a good friend of Lorenzo's. I am, yes. N- nice to welcome you aboard. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming by. And uh, you guys have, I guess you've known him for many years, right? Yes, I have. My uncle, my uncle Zoe. Uncle Zoe. It's funny because my nine-year-old daughter, Theodora, when I go off to work sometimes, she says, are you going to the land of Zoe? <laughs> <laughs> so so I tell him that every now and again. It gives him a good smile. But uh, he mentioned uh, you as we have the program here. I was mentioning before I hopped on the air how we love to have guests from different walks of life. And you're uh, lo- certainly local. I mean, you go to school locally. But do you, were you born and raised in the area then? or um, I was born and raised in Lancaster, actually. So not too far. Okay. And you said it properly, but you would know that because you live there. I've been told that if you say Lancaster or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. you can tell the person's not from there. Oh, you'll get you'll get corrected by anyone who lives in Lancaster if you say it any other way than Lancaster. Lancaster, <laughs> than Lancaster. No, uh-huh. it's not how you say it. So yeah, okay. And then you came out. So then you've been in school for you're in college at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, at Messiah College up in Harrisburg. Okay, and so and what are you studying? Social work. Wow. Yes, and yeah. I have a minor in pre-therapy and counseling. Okay, and and how do you hope to? You know, go forward with that, Lord willing, beyond college. You have your eye on a certain path in the front end, at least. Um, I'd like to go into children and youth services right off the bat if I can get there. Um, okay. Hold off grad school for a couple of years, find my feet, um, get my feet wet in the per- in the profession. Yeah. Um, and then go through and get my master's in social work and obtain a counseling license to do marriage and family therapy. Wow. So you have thought about it. Yes, that's the goal. <laughs> a that's little the bit. Goal. But God thinks he's funny, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, God is funny. That's where, you know, some people wonder if God has a sense of humor. Like, well, where do you, oh, think, he does. Where do you think a sense of humor came from? Where God's sense of humor came no, from? No, like, if you have one, we have one, any of us have a sense of humor, whether it's a, a good one or not so good, or like whether we use it or not. Mm-hmm. But where do we get it? It comes from it comes God. comes from God. Right, absolutely. It has to. So, oh, absolutely. So why do you say God has a good sense of humor, do you think? Or oh, think? because you make plans and you... You know, you write things down, you talk, talk the big talk, and then God's like, ha ha, you thought you're actually going to do this. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You've had a couple of examples, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just in Europe for four and a half months and got there around peak winter time and it was cold and I do not like the cold. I'm not, not a fan of winter. Um, so I wanted to go study abroad in Spain or Chile, somewhere where it was warm, but God was like, no. 
let's some, send her somewhere cold. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It was beautiful, and I'm very grateful for the experience. But when I first started to apply and things, I was like, God, I can't believe you're sending me somewhere cold. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Which was? Lithuania. Lithuania. Yep. So what's the, what's the climate in Lithuania? Um, the winter, it's really cold. Okay. Um, it's right next to Russia in the Baltic region. So the winters are pretty cold. Wow. Um, but I was lucky. I actually experienced one of their warmer summers or their, one of their warmer springs. Okay. So by the end of March, early April, it did get pretty warm. And there's a beach um, nice. like 20 minutes from the university I was studying at. So okay. we got to see the beach, which was really pretty. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Lindsay, uh, my friend Lindsay is in today, and she goes to Messiah. And mm-hmm. so when you were studying in Lithuania, is it was that just like an option for what you're doing? Or is it something you it, like it's required by your major or just something you wanted to do? Um, it's an option uh, hosted to you by Messiah. They really emphasize it. And it's great for the social work major because something we really emphasize on is cultural competence and what better way to become Slightly more culturally competent than to go into a country where you don't know the language, you know nothing about the culture, and try and find your way. Yeah. So I'm going to take a stab. I mean, the language spoken there is... Lithuanian. Okay. It's not Russian, necessarily. No. Or is that whatever? They're they're neighbors, but it's totally different? Yes, totally different. different. But Americans are spoiled. Everybody over there speaks a decent bit of English. Which okay. was super nice. So that's good. But then did you get to learn Lithuanian some? I did. I audited the introduction to Lithuanian class. So I picked up a couple of the basic phrases okay. like, where's the bathroom? Yeah. And can I have a coffee? <laughs> Those are two of the most important questions. Yes. And they kind of go together. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's important that you know that. Right. So, okay. So then you have that that happening. And then have you ever heard, just out of curiosity, I know you know of the station through our general manager, Lorenzo, mm-hmm. your uncle Zoe, so to speak. But mm-hmm. had you heard of FIL before he came to work here? Uh, no, not before he came to work here. Okay. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's not uncommon. I was actually at Wawa yesterday and I had my WFIL shirt on. Mm-hmm. And while I'm figuring out my app and making sure I had enough money on the thing, the lady at the counter is reading my shirt. She's like, WFIL, huh? You guys still around? I'm oh, like, my gosh. Yeah, we've been around for – I mean, the station has been here for 90 years or so, mm-hmm. lots of different formats. But it's been Christian formatted for about 25, 26 years. And so I get to tell her about that. It is funny. When people when I have my shirt on, I can I can see the wheels turning. Anybody who's you know been around for a little while, they're looking like, I remember that station. Oh, yeah. And, and so it's kind of neat because part of what we're doing is is – building back into the audience and into the community and building locally. So mm-hmm. if it takes me wearing my shirt when I go buy a sandwich or something, I'll do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but now share a little bit. You went to Messiah. What led you to go into Messiah in the first place? And, and precursor to that, just your backstory on your faith and your testimony a little bit. Um, okay. So I was raised, or I am still raised, in a Christian household. I've been yeah. going to church since I was young. Um, I, my family attended Hemfield United Methodist Church in uh, Lancaster my okay. whole life. I grew up there, um, got to know the youth pastors really well, went through confirmation in the Methodist Church, um, and then branched off into other youth groups as I got to high school and met friends, and they introduced me to their churches. And then going up to Messiah, I've found a home church there that I love, okay. um, West Shore Evangelical Free Church. Which really? is more of a non-denominational okay. church, um, and then Messiah is just a community as a whole is really faith-based, obviously with the name Messiah. Sure. Um, so just like 
it got to college and really started to make my faith my own, which is something yeah. that's really important as you grow, grow into an adult because no one's there to hold your hand through it anymore in youth group or anything. So you got to make it your own. Yeah. Um, but I just can't imagine being where I am in my faith without the people that God has placed in mm. my life along the way. My parents, my amazing youth pastors, my professors even at college, like they really just take the time to sit down and talk to you about your faith and of course my friends too. Like if you're not if you yeah. don't surround yourself with some friends who believe in the same thing you do and challenge the way that you yeah. grow in your faith, then it's hard to maintain it. I think it's Proverbs I, I always forget if it's seventeen twenty seven or twenty seven seventeen. But I think it's twenty seven seventeen. I don't think my phone I made a check real quick. Uh, it says, as one man sharpens, as iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. so one man sharpens another. Mm-hmm. And that, that whole need of, we don't, it doesn't stop. When you get older, you still need it. Yeah. Your whole life to, to challenge and keep you on the right path and, and keep you moving forward. So that's good. That's good. When you're at Maasai, what are you doing with your with your time? And you're studying a lot. Are you doing anything clubs-wise or groups-wise? or? Um. Yeah, I'm... Uh, the peer mentor coordinator for the social work department. I was formerly the prayer chaplain for the department, um, but I let my good friend take the reins on that one. Um, I have two part-time jobs while I'm up there. I work at our student union cafe, and I'm the social work department work study. Um, So anything the professors need, I'm there for. Um, What else do I do? There's plenty of sporting events to be watched. Yes. Um, Plenty of coffee shops to be visited. Yeah, of course. (laughs) It's important. Yeah, making friends, making memories, doing good stuff. And, of course, studying. That's important, too. Studying. Oh, yeah, that. (laughs) Right. Got to make sure you fit that in somewhere. That's great. That's great. Well, it's nice that you come by and and get a little tour of the station. You got to walk around. What do you think of the building? Is it, I mean, have you ever thought of doing... Radio or media, it's changed a lot the last you know, 10, 20 years. But. Yeah, I never thought about being a radio host, but I've always wanted to be on the radio. I think that's super cool. So here I am, and I'm pretty happy Amazing. about it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you've done a fine job in your big debut. Have you oh, ever been on the you. radio before? Um, like call and win the, you know, no, I'm not that. I'm not lucky enough to do that kind of stuff. So, okay, <laughs> my friend Lindsay joining us. It's the Tim DeMar show, AM 560 WFIL. That music means a quick break. We'll be back with more. We also have some uh giveaways to do still. And Chef Mark Murphy of uh, the show Chopped gonna be joining us in a little bit too. It's happening on the Tim DeMar show today. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 4.30 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Soda is not something you can hydrate with. Just putting that out there. Water, 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 water. Am I right, Joe? Yes. Lots of water. Don't that you can't have a soda, perhaps, but don't mistake that for hydrating yourself, especially today and the next few days. 95 the high today. Low of 75 tonight. Kind of cloudy. Maybe a couple of showers, too. Tomorrow, a mix of clouds and sun. More showers expected at times. 88 the high. And then we get to near 100 Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, if not over 100. Phil's 9-8 over the Dodgers last night. A crazy Ahead from behind, from behind, from ahead, whatever. They were up 6-1, blew the lead after a rain delay, and then Bryce Harper with a three-run home, had a three-run homer earlier, 
and a two-run double to end the game. So the Phils wound up winning 9-8 last night. And uh, was asked about the team's perseverance after the game. We never, uh, you know, think we're down, and you know, I think uh, as a team, we just we roll. You know, we just try to come in here every single day and um, have the same attitude each day. And you know, sometimes you're going to lose, and sometimes you're going to lose badly, like yesterday. And you know, sometimes you're going to win games like tonight. And uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. That was at the ballpark last night. I was talking with him with some of the media folks. And Joe, you were asking earlier about which team is it? The team that loses 16 to two a couple nights ago, or wins a come from behind game last nine eight last night? I think it may be both. <laughs> so we'll see. They are technically the second wild card right now. Should the playoffs start today, they would actually be in the playoffs. They do play at home again this evening uh, against the Dodgers at 7.05. Joined uh, this hour, by the way, uh, before I forget, if you're just tuning in, if you would like to win a gift card to uh, Rita's or Wawa or Duncan, we have a few of those up for grabs. Just text in your name and where you're from and what your preference would be. And we'll draw uh, several winners before the hour is through. Those are courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet and Jenkintown. The text line, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. We're looking forward to having uh, Chef Mark Murphy from the show Chopped on with us in just a little bit. But first, in studio, our guest is uh, a new friend, Lindsay, and uh, she's from Lancaster. You still having fun? Yes, I am. You're Happy like, to be here. Are you liking the, liking the bright lights and all the buttons and everything? <laughs> so... You mentioned you're from Lancaster, Mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about Lancaster, best kept secrets, Okay, Uh, if you want to go on a little day trip. Um, Okay, so best kept secret of Lancaster is not everybody that lives there is Amish. Really? (laughs) No, not everybody's Amish, but okay, best kept secret of Lancaster is definitely Central Market. I don't know how far that um, is widely known out here, but Central Market open on... Uh, Saturdays, Saturday mornings, best place to go. Get your cream-filled long johns, get your whoopie pies, your handmade whoopie pies. Um, get A some cream-filled good... long johns? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Best donuts in Lancaster County. Really? Oh, yes, especially the peanut butter ones with the chocolate filling. Ooh. Good stuff. So it was, is it shaped, is it normal donut size? Um, it's not a circle donut. It's uh, long, long, long and skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the name. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. is, is that been is that a staple? Like is that particular type of donut been a Lancaster thing for a long time? Yeah, as far as I can remember. I mean, I'm I've only okay. been alive for 22 years, but okay. in all those 22 years, that is a very big highlight of Central Market. Okay, that and the handmade whoopie pies. And um, what's in a whoopie pie? A whoopie pie is to it's like a cake sandwich. So it's. <laughs> Chocolate, <laughs> chocolate cake. Yeah. Um, it's on with, Weight Watchers, right? Huh? It's on Weight Watchers. Oh, program. absolutely. Yeah, for sure. sure. For uh, sure. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, they highly recommend that at Weight yeah. Watchers. It's like all your cards in your playing deck <laughs> for the next three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seriously. Um, but then it has cream in the middle. And the classic one is chocolate cake with um, like vanilla cream in the middle, but they've gotten creative and now there's like red velvet cake with cream in the middle. There's. Um, Chocolate cake with peanut butter cream in the middle. There's all kinds of good ones. During the fall, they have pumpkin cake with the cream in the middle. Okay. It's all kinds of good stuff. And what shape do they come in? Are they Those are or? circular. Okay. Yeah. Are they are they compared to like a, a donut? Is it bigger and fatter than a donut? Uh, it's a little thicker than a donut. The cake is a little thicker than okay. a donut. Yeah. But they're just, they're so sweet and they're so good. And so you can get those in Lancaster or different places, but, mm-hmm. but Central Market is a great place to do it? Central Market, in my opinion, is the best place to get them. But you go into any ba- bakery or um, like Kettle Corn Village. Okay. And you can get a whoopie pie there. Kettle Corn Village is a great place to go to um, take a Amish horse and buggy ride, um, 
pick some strawberries. You can, they have um, tons of homemade farm stands to buy all the good, good honey, the good whoopie pies, yeah. all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. So those are a couple central market. And what's the other one? Kettle corn, kettle, kettle kitchen village. Okay. So yeah. those are two destinations. If folks want to just take a ride, sometimes I know it's been a long time, but sometimes we've just taken a ride out to Lancaster because it's beautiful yeah. and fun to just even drive around. So I don't know. Let's just see what we see. Mm-hmm. Farm fields everywhere. Yeah. So that's good. All right. So that's some good advice from a gal who knows you spent most of your life there. My whole life there. All right, Born good. and raised. Very good. Now, uh, on the other end of the state, right, you were also, uh, for those just tuning in, my new friend, Lindsay, who uh, we've gotten to know each other through our general manager here, Lorenzo. Uh, your uncle of sorts. Uncle Zoe. Yeah, yep. you've known him for a long time. And he's like, you need to have this lady on your show because <laughs> she's just the pistol and she's got a lot of good stuff to say and, and you're local too and go to Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which by the way, is changing. I understand. Yes, will be Messiah University as of July 2020. How long has Messiah been around? I'm thinking it's got to be. I mean, I've known. Oh, it that's for a great question. Dozens of uh, it years. It says the year that it's established on our welcome sign, you and I've driven past it. that sign so many times. Right. I want to say 1905, and every Messiah alumni is now Yelling. cringing because I can't remember. <laughs> I want to say no, 1910, 1910. So it's like a century old. Yeah, a long time, a long time. Wow. And they're going to be changing to Messiah University University. from Messiah College. Correct. Wow. And so that's – but that's happening next year. Next July. Yeah. So two months after I graduate. So you're you're part of the last class Mm -hmm. of Messiah College. Yes. Lucky me. Wow. That's got to be worth something. Oh, yeah. I hope so. You could probably go on tour with that. (laughs) And now our next guest – is Lindsay, and she uh, is part of the last class of Messiah <laughs> College. Welcome. Please welcome. <laughs> so, okay. Save all my apparel, sell it when it's worth millions. That's right. <laughs> so you're, good. you're not a business major, but maybe you should have been. But so on the other end of the state, I understand you were in Pittsburgh this summer, too. I was, yes, at the end of June on a mission trip with my church. Which is excellent. Now, have you done this before to Pittsburgh or other places? Or oh, other plenty of other places in middle school and high school: Florida, Haiti, North Carolina, Maryland, New Jersey, wow. anywhere you can think. Yeah, putting California your, the, putting, at the Dream Center. Wow. Yeah, that's a great place to go. Putting your faith into action. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. So, what was happening in Pittsburgh this time around? Uh, my church went to Pittsburgh and. Uh, coordinated the missions trip with the group missions. They are a large um, organization that sends mini teams out across the U.S. And so their mini team, we joined in Pittsburgh. Um, so okay. their mini team coordinates with their local community in Pittsburgh to find stuff for us to do. So my, me and my group of students went to a local church and demoed their food bank. Because it needed reorganizing and just, like, generally helped to clean up um, because they're renovating the church to make it more of a light for the community. So we were there helping out with that process, redoing the food bank and um, knocking knocking out the ceiling and ripping up some carpet, generally just helping to, like, clean up the place. Did you have any idea what you were getting into before you No, I had no idea. Uh, My youth pastor texted me and was like, hey, would you want to be a chaperone on the middle school missions trip? And I was like, sure, why not? That sounds fun. And you get there and it's like, all right, here's a couple hammers. Give them to your kids. Tell them to knock down the ceiling. And I was like, 
oh, okay. Wow. Sounds good. <laughs> well, but that gives you a chance to trust God and his provision. Yeah, and you hey, you give those kids a hammer and they really go to town. They just they were so great. Had a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> hey, not on Good each kids. other, kids. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's great. And what in other missions trips you've been a part of? You mentioned Haiti. And mm-hmm. when did you go to Haiti? Uh, twice in high school. My the summer after my sophomore year and the summer after my senior year. Okay. I was in Port-au-Prince, which is really? the capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was in Port-au-Prince when I was twelve. Oh wow. Okay. Like ten years ago. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, no. Wow. So my dad was at a conference and it just took. Me, me along and a couple of my siblings. So, okay. Yeah, very poor. It was a hundred at the time. The per capita was a, it was a hundred dollars a year. The average person made a hundred dollars a year. Oh wow! And that was before the earthquake. Yeah. Before so, both earthquakes. Yeah. So I mean, beautiful country, but mm-hmm. also very, very poor. So I guess it's no surprise, perhaps, that you are involved in social work and your college. Uh, college work, right? Yeah, I, mean, I guess. I guess not. <laughs> did you think? I mean, I don't. Know, I guess it's a chicken and egg. Did it come from the fact you went on all these missions trips, or? Well, I mean, I guess I didn't really connect those two dots until I started sitting in on social work classes. I was like, wow, I guess I've kind of been doing this my whole life, whether I realized it or not. But I guess that's another way that God really thinks He has a sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, Lindsay, it's it's good having you in, and it's good to hear what God's doing right in our community with, quote-unquote, one of our own, just right in the area here, mm-hmm. living life and, and seeking to be faithful with you know before God in your school. And, and is there anything people can pray for you about or that you can think about as, you, as we wrap up our little chat? Uh, prayers for discernment on where to go after graduation, what to do, what I'm called to do. Um, right. Just want to follow God's path and— not necessarily where I think I should be going, but where he needs me to be. That's good. That's good. It's a great prayer. I think of Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart because mm-hmm. then your desires become lined up with him. Yes. You know? So that's good. All right. Well, Lindsay's been our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show. More to come in just a moment. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Do you need to say hello to anybody, by the way? Shout out to... Mom, Dad, Cousin Joe. (laughs) Thanks, Uncle Zoe, for having me. All right. Fair (laughs) enough. Our next guest, we're going to be bringing in Chef Mark Murphy of the show Chops. Also, we invite you to continue to text in and get yourself in the mix for a uh, free gift card courtesy of Briner Chevrolet for Duncan, for Wawa, for Rita's, whatever you like. Your choice of those three. Text line 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. We'll make several winners just need your first and last name, and uh, where you're from would be nice, just so we get to know the audience. That's the whole point, just to get to know our audience a bit better. That's coming up uh, at the end of the show. We'll draw those winners. Back with more in a moment, WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. Classic Oliver, it's food, glorious food, 445, the Tim DeMoss Show. And speaking of food, we are privileged to bring in now 
from the show Chopped, Chef Mark Murphy. Hello, sir. Hi, how are you? Uh, good. Thanks for taking time to call in. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Food 360, the new podcast, just came out, I guess, uh, a few weeks ago or last about a month ago. Tell us a little yep. bit about it. What's the what's the genesis for it? It's another opportunity for you to share your love of what you do. Yeah, it's, it's to share my love of what I do, but it's also to, to sort of satiate my curiosity. I've been doing chops for 10 years. I've been seeing amazing ingredients and amazing people and amazing stories come through the studio, and we've been, you know, broadcasting that through the Food Network. We've done over 600 episodes. And now, you know, iHeart I approached me to do a, a podcast about food, and I'm, uh, you know, always curious and, and keep being curious. So this is a great way to sort of quench my curiosity, talking about certain topics. And the name of it, Food 360, really comes down to I want to be able to talk about anything that touches food. And since food is probably the biggest common denominator in this on this planet, we all have to do it. We all have to eat. So it's a, it's a great way to sort of look at different stories from different angles and everything through the lens of food. Yeah. You have a couple of topics, folks, you've already covered. Maybe you could just let folks know, uh, as for example, the, the part of that 360 view that you've done so far. Uh, we did it. We did an episode on coffee. We did an episode on menu layouts and how menus are laid out. I talked to an expert about how uh, people trend and look at menus and how many things should be enlisted and things like that, which was really great. And I talked to Marcus Samuelson in that episode about the difference between writing a menu for one of his restaurants in Sweden and, or, or his restaurant in Harlem. Hmm. I talked to a pizza expert, and I talked to Nancy Silverton from California, who's an amazing chef and makes amazing pizza, but... Also talked to the guy who does a pizza tour group in Manhattan and Brooklyn. He does the, it was his passion. He loved pizza and he turned it into a job and he gives people tours of all the different sort of pizza places in New York, which is really, really kind of fun. Yeah. So we've, we've having a range of topics. I had Gail Simmons on. We talked about flavor and taste and how that really works. And I tried to unpack that a little bit. It's been, it's been. A real education and a lot of fun. That's great. And it sounds like you said, despite the fact that you've, uh, you know, lived your whole life doing this, uh, you know, from developing your palate early on to the restaurants you own and the cookbook you've written uh, and, the food, of course, the Chopped uh, series, that this allows you to keep growing it because it's, it's not a given. You might, you know, get comfortable and just say, I'll just stay where I'm at. But you're, you seem to be like always wanting to keep going forward. Always want to learn more. That's the way I am. Yeah. Uh, as far as the podcast itself, is the format kind of fluid or is there going to be a set amount of how long and how often it comes out um uh, right now we we did our first season we did eight of them and um i'm waiting to get back in the studio and start making more so uh i think about four or five of them have already been out but as the great thing about podcasts is you know you can listen to them whenever you want whenever you're free to do it i mean i'm a bit of a podcast junkie myself every morning i try to go for a run or a walk and i always at least try to get one or two podcasts. I, I, I feel like I just learned something or I'm entertained by something. It's, it's a great way to get out and, and, and move the body around as well. Yeah. We chat with Chef Mark Murphy. Folks will know him from CHOP, but also I mentioned your uh, cookbook season with authority. And if I'm not mistaken, that was kind of written um, for every man, you know, everyday ingredients rather than ingredients we've never heard of. We have to travel you know, around the country to find, let alone go back and cook them and do the right job with them. Am I correct? You want to make sure this book is well used? Absolutely. I, I always tell people, I want to see that book dirty. I want it in the <laughs> kitchen. I want, I want pages that have been spilt on a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and I did. I used ingredients that most everybody can find. I didn't want to go and have to make people 
you know, once they read a cookbook and you have to go forage for something, I don't. I think they probably close the book and go move on to the next one. Yeah. I wanted people to be able to cook out of it, make good, healthy food for their families, and and enjoy the time together. Yeah, I'm thinking because when people can hear of uh, some of your of your level of ability, they might think it's or like a restaurant where you can only you have to save up and you go once a year rather than something you can use more frequently. Similarly, that it would be something that because I know some folks want to go for that path and learn how to be a chef or open a restaurant. Uh, which I believe you're also going to maybe talk about in your podcast. But- um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we're going to get into all sorts of topics. I haven't okay. really covered that one. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's an overall arching theme in my yeah. life is keeping it simple, making it healthy, and, and just, you know, enjoying the time we're here. Chef Mark Murphy is our guest. You know him from the show Chopped. He has a new podcast out called Food 360. We'll continue our conversation in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Tim DeMoss Show continuing along. It's 4.52. Our special guest today, uh, as we wrap up our program here, Chef Mark Murphy. You'll know him from a number of places, including... The show Chopped he has a brand new podcast called Food 360. Do you think the average person listening, uh, you know, who's done some cooking, but maybe just kind of you get comfortable with what you know and you don't maybe necessarily stretch yourself. Would you say it's true that if they just maybe took some time, they could actually discover there's a lot more beyond and they don't have to be going to school full time to know how to do it. That if they, they, they're not afraid to fail, for example, they can try things and actually grow in a pleasant way more than they thought. Yeah, you know, I always say, you know, some people say, oh, I don't know how to cook. I mean, come on, put some salt and pepper on a chicken and throw it in the oven. You're cooking. I think it's something you don't really have to. You just have to be passionate about it a little bit and, and, and you know, do a little investigating and it works. You know, it's not that complicated in the end. Very good. Chef Mark Murphy, our, our guest uh, for a moment or two here, Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philly. I had read somewhere that if you could have a meal with someone or that you like Winston Churchill, someone that you respect a lot. If that's correct, and, and why did you why would you pick him, or why would you respect do you respect him as much as you do? Well, I don't know. You know, it was just one of those things. You know, I mean, he was an amazing leader. He was an amazing person, and uh, very accomplished in many different ways. Not just what he did uh, for his leadership, but he was also an amazing painter as well. A real Renaissance man, as far as I could tell. Which is something you would appreciate, because if I remember uh, reading correctly, you also helped build your own restaurant, right, or one of them at least. Absolutely. You know, when you're a chef, you have to figure out how to do a lot of things. So it's just another one of those things. You got to you got to know a little bit of you got to know a lot about a little bit of stuff or a little bit of a lot. Something like that. Yeah. One other question for you. Have you found um, I've talked to some musicians specifically who in their field, they start off. It's about the music. And as they grow, it becomes about a lot of other things, taking part in other things related to their music. Have you found that you're still able to. Uh, invest the amount of time you in, in what got you started in the first place? I mean, food is every day, so it's going to be present, but are you still able to have enough time to do the things that got you in, you know, in love with it in the first place? Yeah, lucky, luckily enough, at home, I have a beautiful kitchen, and I have a lot of great friends, and I do get to still get into the kitchen and cook and, and, and have a good time, and because I get to learn about things, for example, I just learned about this guy in, in, in the north, north Fork of Long Island growing fresh snails I mean, I was I hopped on the internet and had them shipped to my house immediately. Invited a bunch of friends over. I had never cooked fresh snails before, but wow, that was amazing and a lot of fun and, and a great thing to be able to share with friends of mine. 
That's great. Well, I'm always involved. I'm always I'm always in it. Let's put it that way. Last question for you, if I could. As creative and diverse as cooking probably is, is there a main set of things to master that you would encourage folks who are listening, maybe want to give it a go and start to improve what they're doing or grow from where they are? Uh, or, or is there an area or two maybe that if you get this set of things down, it'll be fundamental for the next set of things you need to know? Yeah, I have a standard, pretty, pretty standard answer for that because I, I see it with, uh, with friends of mine that are – it's uh, knife skills. Once, once you can get your knife skills down, then you've got it going because if you're scared of cutting an onion, you're not going to want to cook. <laughs> but once you figure out how to do that, it's a lot easier and you get right to, right to where you need to be. It's not, not that hard. So I always say get your knife skills down, go to a local cooking school, Go turn, learn how to wield a knife, and then you can get you can get moving. That's excellent, Chef Mark Murphy. Kind enough to be our guest. Thank you for your time and the new Food Three Hundred and Sixty podcast. Folks can look that up. Uh, is there a best way to do that, and or just your website so they can kind of find the cookbook, Season with Authority, and other things too? Um, you know, it's, you know, for the podcast, you just go to the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite apps and put in Food Three Hundred and Sixty. You'll find it. Okay, very good. Thank you so much, sir. Have a hey, wonderful thank day. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks for getting the word out. Talk sure to you thing. later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Chef Mark Murphy on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL. It's pretty cool, Joe. What do you think, man? Let's see. We're, you know, it's nice to have a wide variety of folks uh, on the show. And, you know, tomorrow uh, we're looking forward to having a very special guest as well. You know who we're going to have tomorrow? No, I don't know. Lord willing. Uh, Doug Clifford, who's the drummer. For Creedence Clearwater Revival. Oh, I knew you were working on that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so he and another one of the band members is still from the original band members, Stu Cook. I think he's a bass player. They're going to be in New York in September, and they're doing something like it's kind of their last tour, maybe, apparently. And I think that's what they're doing. Plus, it's also kind of tied to raising awareness for the, you know, uh, there's a musical museum. It's, it helps raise awareness just to how much music can help people. So there, it's kind of like a part. I'm not sure if it's a fundraiser, the show, as much as a, a, an awareness raiser. Uh, but they're going to be talking about that in concert some, too. So we'll be having uh, Doug from CCR on tomorrow. and That's several other, cool. Yeah, pretty and some cool. other cool guests. Also, don't forget, just, uh, you know, on Friday, we cap off the week with our famous pun segment, right? We do? Yeah. You know, now that's punny, right? Oh, that's right. right. We do that, don't we? We do. And it's a lot of fun, and <laughs> people are invited to send in their favorite pun. And if we pick yours to be part of that segment, we'll hook you up with a free gift card. That's a pretty nice thing that's for, nice. for relatively little work. Sure. So you can either text it in. We're going to get the word out. Yeah, sure. It can be a play on words. or. Yeah, exactly. Like, I used to have a fear of speed bumps. But I'm but slow, I got over it. I'm slowly getting over it. My kids can't stand it now because they thought it was funny at the beginning. Now when we're driving around town, anytime I go over a speed bump, I say, you know, guys, Dad, stop. I thought you wanted to be an astronaut. Now, well, I did, but my parents told me the sky was the limit. <laughs> so 610-500-DOVE, if you want to text in yours, or you can email D T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Joe likes that segment also because he gets to play with all the sound effect buttons. I do. I have all these buttons set up. Yeah. They're ready to go. By the way, I have a really good one to include for Friday. It's about construction, but it's going to have to wait because I'm still working on it. <laughs> okay. You, you wish you had your buttons. There, I had, you? If I had my buttons. Hey, congratulations to Heather in Warminster. She's a winner of a gift card, although in her text, she did not specify if she preferred Duncan or Rita's or Wawa. Courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet, so we'll straighten that out off the air. 
I have time to give away one more gift card. We'll do one more drawing. So quickly text in. In the next few minutes, we'll give you a chance. 610-500-DOVE. First and last name and uh, where you're from, and maybe you'll win. Tim Maxim, Max 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.